Then you will truly be successful. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good to those who love God. Keep God's word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on your day According to be his purpose, to do purpose. it's his purpose, Ooh. not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. To those who love God, keep God's word on your lips. To those who are called According to his purpose It's his purpose Not mine It's day 18 of our 90 day challenge And the topic for your consideration is You are doing too much First Chronicles, the 13th chapter The first through the 14th verse David conferred with each of his officers, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. He then said to the whole assembly of Israel, if it seems good to you, and if it is the will of the Lord our God, let us send word far and wide to the rest of our people throughout the territories of Israel, and also to the priests and Levites who are with them in their towns and pasture lands to come and join us. Let us bring the ark of our God back to us, for we did not inquire of it during the reign of Saul. The whole assembly agreed to do this because it seemed right to all the people. So David assembled all Israel from the Shihor River in Egypt to Lebo Hamath to bring the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim. David and all Israel went to Bala of Judah, Kiriath-Jerim, to bring up from there the ark of God the Lord, who is enthroned between the cherubim the ark that is called by the name. They moved the ark of God from Abinadab's house on a new cart with Uzzah and Ahio guiding it. David and all the Israelites were celebrating with all their might before God with songs and with harps, lyres, timbrels, cymbals, and trumpets. When they came to the threshing floor of Kaidon, Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah and he struck him down because he had put his hand on the ark. So he died there before God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. And to this day, that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of God that day and asked, how can I ever bring the ark of God to me? He did not take the ark to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house for three months, and the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. And that ends our reading for this morning. Again, the topic for your consideration, you are doing too much. All of us have done it, so please do not leave me out here by myself. Here's the scene. You get home from work early. You turn on the Rachel Ray show and you or scroll through Tabitha Brown's delicious vegan delectables on Instagram and you get a grand idea. That looks easy. Let me try it myself. 
So you buy the ingredients. You post on Facebook that you're trying a new dish and you can't wait for your friends to come by and taste it. The response from the crowd excites you. Friends are making appointments to stop by your home kitchen turned cafe. And now all you have left to do is make it. It looks as easy as one, two, three. So you cancel your Uber Eats order for the rest of the week and you start cooking. You taste, you add a little salt, you taste again. Now you add a little garlic pepper. You taste, now you dump a little Old Bay and hot sauce. You look through the cabinet for some other seasoning and then you add a little paprika. You taste, then you add a little more pepper. You look down and you search for something else that will intensify the taste. Then you bake, 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 you fry, fry, fry. You drizzle and you sizzle and voila, dinner is served. Friends ring the bell and you are ready for your big reveal. You decide to record their reaction because this is going to be the audition tape for the next cooking reality TV show and you need to capture footage. They sit down, they look at the outcome and nobody wants to say it, um, but they're eating slower and slower as the meal continues. The meal doesn't look like the one they saw Tabitha Brown do on her Instagram page, but it's okay because that's your business. <laughs> you say grace and everybody says amen. They start eating and looking to the left and the right. You're smiling from ear to ear, ready to ask that age old question. So what do you think? A hush falls over Jerusalem. Chewing slows down. Nobody is giving anybody eye contact. Then finally, someone says it. Um, this is really chewy. I, I see what you did here. I, I think it's really um, flavorful. Maybe it's got a little a little too much kick to it for me, but I mean, maybe it's not that for you. Um, overall, great job. Nobody asks for seconds and nobody eats all of their food. So you can tell by their response that you got carried away. If you've ever had this happen to you, do not fret. You are in good company. David did the same thing. In 1 Chronicles 13, we are told that David wakes up and has a grand idea. Let us bring the ark of our God back to us. The whole assembly agreed to do it because it seemed right to all the people. The problem is David never consulted God. David won the popular vote, but lost the election. David forgot that in the kingdom of God, the only vote that matters is God's. He got caught up in the moment and decided to have a party instead of focusing on God's presence. Verse seven tells us that they moved the ark of God from Adinadab's house on a new cart with Uzzah and Ahio guiding it. The first thing I want to tell you as you gain more clarity about your calling is this new does not always mean better. I'll never forget walking into Barnes and Noble a few years ago and I saw two amazing books on the discount shelf. The first was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. At the time of his death in 1970, this one book had sold more than 20,000, no, 20 million copies. The other book was titled Oprah Winfrey Show, Reflections on an American Legacy, a memoir. It was full of color, full of detail, full of interviews and artistry. The retail value was $50 for Winfrey's book and 20 for Hill's book. Today, though, they both sat on the clearance rack for less than $10. As I left that store, a lesson began to formulate. Like most consumers, I tend to rush to the new part and the new book section of life. I want to see what's hot off the press. But these two books housed invaluable lessons that I would have missed on my way to the new stuff. Translation, 
our blessings might be hanging out on a rock or a rack that nobody wants to touch. But because we are hypnotized by the allure of new things, we can't see them for the blessings that they are. If I were sitting on the Zoom staff meeting with David's core team, I would have unmuted my line for just a second to say this. King David, in all due respect, new isn't always better. And this word I pray ministers to someone right now as I utter this word. New is not always better. Go ahead. Put it in the chat. You, my friend, are just as valuable today as you were in 1970. But your issue is you let outsiders talk you into discounting your worth. You think you need to lose this or add that or extend that, but you are powerful as is. When the glory of God is all on you, God's presence is the only special sauce you need. And I get it. All of us like new things. We like the freshness of novelty and we like to stay up with the times. But here's a word of advice. Do not sacrifice your core identity and your convictions at the altar of relevancy. I never saw that Jesus had to be relevant in order to win the lost. Here's another word of advice. Treasure what you have. Why? Because the old thing you refuse to validate is somebody else's vacation queen. Oh, trust me, your wife hasn't lost her zest. You've just forgot it existed. Treasure what you have. That church has the same problems your new church will have. Treasure what you have. That job that you want so badly, you won't want it in two years. Treasure what you have, especially when the common denominator is you. When you think about all the problems that exist, treasure what you have. You might come to the realization that everything you want is what you already have. It's just in seed form. Have you ever heard of the green grass song from Barney? My daughter and I sing it religiously, often when we walk home from school to pass the time. And it goes a little like this. There was a hole in the middle of the ground, the prettiest hole that you ever did see. And she repeats after me. And the green grass grows all around, all around. And the green grass grows all around. And in this hole, and y'all say, and in this hole, I say, there was a tree. You say, there was a tree, the prettiest tree. You got it. That you ever did see. And the goal of the song is to keep adding so much addition to the hole that you end up with a bird in the egg and the egg in the nest and the nest on the branch and the branch on the tree and the tree in the hole and the hole in the ground. And the objective of the game is to add so many things to the song that you have to work hard to remember the layers in order to get to the beginning of it. I wonder if we're doing that with God. We're adding so much extra that we forgot the original song. This is what I see happening in the 21st century Christian church that I am a part of. We're adding so much that we've gotten carried away. And when you get carried away, things die. Friends, I love you too much to let you think that you need another gold cart. I love creativity. I love using my imagination. But let me tell you something. The glory doesn't need smoke. The glory doesn't need fog. The glory doesn't need neon lights. The glory doesn't need camera in action. That's you. You need something you think God needs. The glory is enough as is, and your calling is enough as is, and his purpose on you is enough as is. And so with every additional upgrade, make sure you don't miss out on the main thing. Because when the glory shows up, things change. When the glory shows up, people turn. When the glory shows up, it creates its own spice. How about that, Sister Spice? 
Maybe God is calling us back to essentialism and minimalism. Maybe God is telling us to focus on the ark and not the cart. I can't help David. He's gone on to glory at this point, but I can help you. Please, my friend, do not let your calling carry you outside of the limitations of God's purpose. Do not let your boredom convince you to add unnecessary things to impress people whose vote does not count in the end. The biggest lesson I walk away with after reading First Chronicles 13 is this. Things die when we go overboard. Uzzah was an innocent bystander. He died doing what someone else told him to do. It's so crazy that Uzzah dies because he put his hand on the ark that was on the cart, which was on the oxen. But the people who got the grand idea in the first place lived. Do not let other people push you beyond the place God has assigned you. You may lose your entire life's savings and they will keep on moving as if nothing even happened. Not only do things die when we go overboard, but the plan is delayed when we do too much. Not only do things die when we go overboard, but the plan is delayed when we do too much. Service is longer for no reason. The book is confusing for no reason. You added too many adjectives, too many analogies, too many stories, and you haven't actually said anything. Have you ever heard a sermon that had no scripture? Have you ever heard someone get so caught up in the extra stuff that they never actually say the thing they were brought in to say? You ever had banana pudding with no bananas? That is what God sees when we add oxen, carts, and carriers to the ark. Sometimes less is more. That's my final point today. Sometimes our greatest upgrade is a downsize. Sometimes the more we have, the more we tend to relish in our own strength. But when God starts chipping down your army, clipping down your finances, removing all the props and still meeting your needs, he teaches us in the pruning that indeed God is with us. So today, whatever God told you to do, please do it at the level where you've been called. Don't be guilty of doing too much because things die when we go overboard. So your purpose project today is to go back to the original blueprint of whatever you said you were going to accomplish and make sure you ask, have I added so much of the extra that the main thing is no longer the main thing? Today, be free from doing too much. Let's get to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, I love your word. Everything else is going down but the word. If you know it, sing it. Go. Say right them on the right This is the Bible, y'all. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me will forever be fruitful indeed. I am the way, the truth and the light, no one gets to the Father except that he comes through me. So let not mercy, let not mercy and, truth and truth 
forsake me, forsake me, forsake me, let not mercy, and truth forsake me, forsake me, let's go to the top y'all, hey. That word if I hid in my heart That I may not sin against you Right then Because I got your word in my heart I'm only in love with you I am the way I am the way No one gets to the Father Except that he comes through me The tablets of my heart. Please throw away my to do list. I want no parts. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah, trust in the Lord with all your mind. Trust in the Lord with all your strength. Trust in the Lord.